Welcome to the show, sports fans. This is the Treasure Valley PrepCast on IdahoSports.com. That's right. Welcome in another edition of the Treasure Valley PrepCast on IdahoSports.com, where we are talking District 3 activities week in, week out. My name is Brandon Bain, and we are joined by our District 3 expert, Logan Green. What's up, LG? Hey, Brandon. Uh, you know, just, just getting ready for... Great weekend of sports around the state, including college. Right? It's not just uh, it's not just high school this week. Let me. Sorry, I just got to put on a nice hat here real quick. So, <laughs> oh, let me get. Joe wants to join us today too. Joe, <laughs> Joe man, the shot here he is. Yep. There we go. Just kidding. Of course, <laughs> I I I went to Idaho, and Brandon likes Montana, so. Um, those two teams play this weekend, so we have to have a little trash talk, right? That that's how it has to go. I love it. Um, so yes, uh, Lo- Logan, if you uh, are watching the video version of this on the IdahoSports.com YouTube channel or Facebook page, you'll see Logan had his Idaho Vandals hat on and his little plush uh, toy of Joe Vandal. And uh, what do we got there, John Freeze? Yeah, oh, little yeah. bobblehead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yes, the Montana equivalent of all of that would be uh Grizz hat, uh, Monty, the Montana bear, and, uh, probably a bobblehead of Dave Dickinson who won the 95 championship with the Grizz. So, uh, it is Montana at Idaho. Logan is a proud, uh, university of Idaho alum. Uh, I actually did not graduate from the university of Montana. I went there for a year. And got 28 credits under my belt and thought it counts. It counts. You know what though? I I found out recently that those credits do uh go away after a while. They don't you don't just keep them in perpetuity. So oh really? I'd, I'd probably have to start back over at zero. <laughs> <if I'm back. laughs> I've always wondered that. Like if I wanted to go back to get a different degree, can do do my do my credits already count or do I need to redo it? I guess I guess that's the answer. I guess they're so I'd have to start over. Yep. Not so, that I'm looking to do that, but <laughs> yeah, neither one of us. My, no. my my wife got her master's degree two or three years ago now, and so I just say like, "Yep, in our house we have two two college degrees." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, don't, they, don't, they don't need to know. I don't need to specify that she's got both of them and I did nothing, but uh, I just coasted by on my good looks. But <laughs> yeah, I, you know, some some people have to do that, Brandon. Some people need to do that. That's right. So, but I did grow up in in Missoula. Uh, we were season ticket holders uh, when I was a kid, all the way through high school. We had uh, seats in the front row of the North End Zone, and my Man. dad, my dad sold them when we were in high school because we were playing on Saturdays and stuff like that. So we couldn't go to the games anymore. Um, did you like sitting on the front row, or would you rather be up higher? No, I loved it because you're right there. You can lean over the railing and and really get in the action, and uh, it's mm-hmm. great to be a kid and to do that. So, um, so obviously, we both have a lot of pride in our institutions, Montana and Idaho. So, uh, let's let's make a little bet, Logan. You'll do let's it. Do this. Okay. <laughs> here's here is here's the bet. All right. If if Montana wins. You've got to buy. I liked your little Joe Vandal plushie there. If if Montana wins, you've, <laughs> you've got you've got to buy a little Monty Montana bear and have him up. Okay, you. okay, and I'll if, buy the bear and he'll and if, be here with me. And if the Vandals win, uh, I will buy a Joe Vandal and he will be prominently displayed behind me for all of the rest of the season. Uh, the all school season, year, all okay. school year, even through the winter and into the spring. 
it'll make you look good when we win the national championship. You'll be like, I've been on, I, I've already been a Vandals fan. You see this here? Like, this isn't new. I've had this for a few weeks. Right. So it'll, uh, <laughs> you know, people will just automatically think you are already on the train. That's right. So there you go. That's the official wager. Uh, these two will play Saturday night on, is it ESPN two? Yeah, I think so. But big yeah. sta- it's a big stage, right? To have, I mean, there's a couple of Idaho kids on that team. I mean, Nick Romano played for Rocky Mountain, if you want to tie this back into high school, right? A um, couple of Idaho graduate or high school graduates that play there for the Vandals, Nick Romano. One, he was a stud there at Rocky Mountain, and he has been, um, you know, Vandals backfield, they have so many weapons right now, and he is one of them. He's been returning kicks. He'll step in for uh, Woods here and there, and, uh, you know, great running back and and uh nice to see a treasure valley athlete starring on if you haven't watched idaho you need they are very good and very and i don't say this like from a that's my team you know obviously yes but like they are fun to watch um a couple weeks ago they were up on cal 17 to 0 they beat nevada from the from the mountain west the mighty mountain west apparently um and you know they're a good team, fun to watch, and so it'd be worth your time to watch that on Saturday night. Yeah, Montana's got a couple of impact players from the state of Idaho. They're they're all North Idaho kids. Uh, their starting right tackle is Brandon Casey from Sandpoint. Kale Edwards from Coeur d'Alene starts at defensive end, and then Noah Cashmitter from Grangeville also plays on the defensive line. So, so you know, there's going to be yeah, some... Yeah. For those but, kids, North Idaho kids that chose Montana over Idaho, right? That's also... <laughs> And Part and to it. be honest, it wasn't a bad pick two, three years ago. I mean, it was the, it was the better choice. And recently with new coach Jason Eck, things have totally changed and it's made it a destination, I think. So it'll be fun to see the Kibby Dome on ESPN2 on Saturday. Yep. And, and I can't you know, wait. I can't wait for my Joe Vandal plushie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's coming, Brandon. It's coming. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right. Well, you talked about the big stage for Montana and Idaho this weekend. We also had the big stage uh, last week for state golf tournaments, Logan. Yeah. Also up here in North Idaho uh, at the University of Idaho yep. Golf Club in Moscow. That's where the 4A tournament was at. The Lewiston Country Club hosted the 5A state golf tournament. Uh, Boise sweeps everything the treasure valley swept i mean everything logan your yep. your team your team champs uh boise boys for the 5a rocky mountain girls at the 5a bishop kelly swept the boys and girls team titles at the 4a level and all of your individual champs also came from the treasure valley uh bo sar from eagle won the 5a state title on the boys side ella arnzen from timberline won the girls title and then at the 4A level, it was Jackson Wright of Valley View winning the boys' championship and Kara Carter from Bishop Kelly taking the girls' title. Yeah, and when you say that, like, you know, the clean sweep, you know, it really was a sweep. Um, phenomenal play. But when you look at the individual efforts, right, at 5A, they came down to the last hole, right? It, it was a it was a battle till the end. Uh, the 5A boys went into a, a playoff, a four a four-hole playoff, they tied the first three. I believe it was, you know, said that Star won it, and he was going against um, Boise's Reed Pyron, um, and they had to go four holes, right? They tied the first three, and then he finally got the best of them there on the fourth. And then I believe um, in the 5A girls, if I'm not mistaken, um, Arnzen, she was actually behind by a one shot on that final hole um, going against Lewiston's Molly um, 
Sibley. I couldn't, is it Sibley or Sibley going <laughs> against her? And and then uh, she ends up catching her and taking the lead there on the final hole. So that's you know, a huge thing, right? To be trailing on the last one, come in and come out on top to win it. So a lot of, a little bit of drama involved um, to hold off and to get that clean sweep here for the Treasure Valley. Yeah. And for Ella Arnson to knock off Molly Sibley on her home course in Lewiston, very impressive, uh, outstanding job because it's that's the course that Molly Sibley has played on probably 200 times. Yeah. In her yeah. Life. Yeah. And she beat her by one shot. Right. And that final said that Sibley had the shot go into the water on the 18th. That uh, that's gotta be a gut punch though. You know, like your home course, you've got a one shot lead going into the final hole. You got to feel really good about it. And it's too bad. Um, Sometimes that happens though. It just takes a bad hook and um, just, or a slice, whatever, and goes into the pond as they say. And well, not as they say, this one literally did. Um, and uh, congrats though to Arnzen to fight through, right? Come into the last hole down and not give up and come out with a win. Yeah. Really impressive stuff there from, from Ella Arnzen and congrats to all of our golf champions uh, as well on outstanding seasons. Logan. State soccer tournaments are like next week or I know a week after I, so we, <laughs> we are hot and heavy into the district tournament action. Um, and so bids are already being clinched and wrapped up on both boys and girls soccer. So uh, what I'll do is uh, like we did last week, I'll put the district brackets up on the screen. Um, so if you're watching the video version of this, you'll be able to see the brackets, maybe make your player full, full size. So it's easier to see if you're listening to the audio version of this on the Idaho sports.com uh, website or wherever you download podcasts. It's all good. We've got all the district brackets on the homepage at Idaho sports.com and you can follow along there as well let's start with boys soccer logan and we'll start at the 5a sic where the championship is set it is rocky mountain the one versus boise the three rocky beat eagle three nothing in the semis monday night and then uh boise knocked off timberline the two seed three to one uh, so it's Rocky Mountain and Boise, uh, Wednesday night, six o'clock, October 11th. We're recording this on Wednesday. So tonight we'll have a district champion. Both those teams already advanced to state Logan. And then Tuesday night as well. Last night, uh, in, uh, basically state qualifying matches, Timberline beat Centennial two nothing and Eagle defeated Bora three or excuse me, Bora defeated Eagle three to one so bora and timberline have also wrapped up spots so rocky boise timberline bora all clinch spots at state eagle and centennial will have to try and win via state play in matches and this is one brandon i don't want to say i i said so but did i did i say bora was a dark horse in this tournament <laughs> yes just, you did just curious if i did or not okay all right okay so that <laughs> you know they they come through right and they win that initial game against capital which you know kind of everybody expected um close game with boise and then it, you know after that really it comes down to they were that they beat who they were supposed to beat right they beat meridian 1-0 and then they get into a 5-6 match which is you know kind of a toss-up and they get the job done, and they they punch a ticket to state. And we talked about it. Some of those playing games maybe a little more, um, little more sure than others, right? Based on who they're going to play. Uh, but you just don't want to take that chance because you just never know, right? You can play eighty, you know, you can play seventy eight great minutes, and then have two 
hiccups and uh, you're you're at home watching state and instead of being there. So uh, congrats to Bora for making the run and we'll see hopefully some of our Treasure Valley teams, Eagle and Centennial can get there uh, through the play-ins. Yep. So Centennial will play either Highland or Madison. Those two are playing on Thursday to determine who uh, takes second place from that district. Uh, and then up north, uh, you've got Eagle having to play the second place team from up north. Uh, that is going to be uh, either Coeur d'Alene or Lake City. little crosstown flavor um, in the district championship up north uh, today as well. Lake City is undefeated, so probably going to be. Those teams are really good up there. So that's, yes. I mean, it's a huge win for Bora because you don't have to play one of those teams up there. This was the tough route, right? This was the, you were going to play probably a better com- opponent from up north. And, you know, it could be, like you said, Coeur d'Alene's undefeated. So pr- more than likely Lake City, but they're no, no easy out either. Yep, for sure. And so uh, we'll see. Good luck to um, all of the boys soccer teams uh, from the 5A. 5A SIC girls tournament also, Logan, uh, pretty much set in stone. One versus two for the championship here. Boise and Timberline, they'll play Wednesday night at Mountain View in the district championship. Both have already moved on to state. Tight semis. Boise beat Hawaii 2 nothing. Timberline slipped past Eagle 1 nothing. Both Hawaii uh, and Eagle then had to turn around and play on the consolation side of the bracket. Eagle gets the job done over the Cinderella 10 seed Centennial Logan Centennial knocks out Rocky one, nothing in a loser out game. Uh, they barely lose to Eagle one, nothing. So Eagle has advanced to state. And then last night, another six seed Mountain View knocks off a two, nothing. So congratulations to the Mountain View girls. They also move on to state. And now you've got a Waihe and Centennial fighting for their lives to get to state via play-in matches. Yeah, this is just where you look and you say anything can happen, right? I mean, you look at this bracket, and and we've looked at, we've talked about it all year long. These are some great teams, and Rocky Mountain is staying home. When when's the last time that you know? What, it's tough. This conference is deep, and anybody can win on any night. Like you said, Centennial's a ten seed. They were the there was only two teams below them. Coming in, they had to play a play-in match to get over here, right? A two-to-one victory over Middleton. And then, you know, of course, they lose you know, th- that first game to Boise, but a tight one. They beat Rocky. They beat Eagle. And, you know, they're doing just enough to win, and that's all it takes. And that would be a wild story. Centennial in the uh, Cinderella area, that's where they seem to thrive, right? A couple years ago at state basketball, they sneak in. Then what do they do? They make a run to the state championship. I don't think anybody wants to play Centennial in any sport uh, when they, when they're hot like this, right? It's just, just historic, right? That they find a way to get it done in these situations. Yeah. And so uh, a little bit of drama in terms of who they're playing and the play in match, Logan, uh, it's already set. Centennial will play Lewiston at Lewiston High School. That's all predetermined. It just so happens that Lewiston is the team that's in the play-in match. Lewiston was the league champ up north, Logan, and they lost to Lake City, the three seed, last night in overtime. Lake City got the golden goal in overtime, and so Lake City, we we know last year they were undefeated coming into state, had all this momentum, uh, had a great season. Uh, we're down a little bit this year, came into districts as the number three seat, but man, good teams find a way, and Lake City gets the auto bid, and so now you've got a, a league champion in Lewiston 
with not much momentum taking on a centennial team that's got all the momentum. This yeah, would be a huge upset. Yeah, it would be because, like you said, they they've been very good all season long, and it would be a big win. And like you said, momentum, you know, th- does that play a factor that you've been winning and you're not even technically supposed to be here, right? You're you're having fun. You're having a, you know, a state tournament game. And uh, the other team is like, this is a business trip. We are here to win. And sometimes that favors the team that's more like, look where we are, you know? They're, they're more loose and more play their game rather than pl- trying to play not to lose. Yep. Uh, why he will take on either Madison or Thunder Ridge. Those two are playing in the second and third place match at their district tournament. Um, either way, it's going to be a tough, tough draw for a the the four seed coming into districts now having to win a state play in match just to get there. Uh, good luck to both Centennial and Owyhee and congrats to all of our teams, Boise, Timberline, uh, Eagle and Mountain View for uh, qualifying for state. All right, let's go 4A, Logan. The 4A district tournament and boys. Uh, Caldwell and Bishop Kelly. Nobody's surprised to see this. They'll play Thursday, October 12th at Columbia. Um, Just as intriguing on the backside, Logan, today, uh, Wednesday, October 11th, we have a pair of loser out matches. Valley View and Skyview. Ridgeview and Columbia. I got into a huge argument with our boss, Paul Kingsbury, yesterday (laughs) about this bracket and how it's laid out. Um, you'll notice that this bracket does not cross bracket the loser. So typically the team that loses up here, Skyview would drop down here to play um, to play Columbia. So it's a new opponent, but the 4A SIC does not do that. So you've got rematches from the first round. Valley View and Skyview will play again. Columbia and Ridgeview will play again as well. Uh, Ridgeview is the number four seed. I got to change that. But anyways, I was right. And Paul was wrong. That's the, uh, that's the bottom line. Man, Paul thought it was cross bracketed. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so I don't, I don't like this though. I really don't. I, I do think it should be cross bracketed right. personally, but yeah, it's kind of interesting the way that it gives the same matchup. What a few days later, when did they play on, um, on Saturday, Saturday. So they play the exact same game again. I, I will tell you, this happened over in District 4 as well. They did not cross bracket. And Jerome, both their boys and girls, after losing opening round matches, came around and beat the same team in the consolation side. So maybe it does favor that team that lost first. I don't know. I mean, I think it does, Brendan. Look at it, right? So if you're Valley View, right, it, it, let's just let's look at it from their point of view. Um, to stay alive, they have to beat skyview and you know they have to beat them that's who they have to beat and then they beat a columbia or ridgeview skyview had to have beaten a tougher team to even stay alive you know theoretically it's you you go over there take your loss and come back it's all i I think it does favor the team that lost i mean you don't want to lose yet you end up having to win two games um but they lost that first game and now they can knock out this team that had to go play a tough yeah I, does that make sense? You know, yes, I, I, mean, and, I think and, you get it. And I don't know if, if you're listening and you understand what I'm saying, but, um, and we, and we should note that in, in the opening round matchup, both of the lower seeded teams, won. number six, Skyview beat number three, Valley view two to one, number five, Columbia beat number four, Ridgeview three, nothing. So the higher seeded teams 
are going to be very motivated, I think, to not lose to the lower seeded team uh, once again. And so, and and because the lower seeded teams won, we had some lopsided semis, right? Bishop Kelly beat Columbia four to one. Caldwell beat Skyview eight to one. Caldwell and Bishop Kelly will play for the district championship. Winner of that automatically goes to state. Loser will play whoever survives the gauntlet on the backside of the bracket. Um, and so we will see. Good luck. Valley View yeah. was a very good team during the regular season. If they went two and out, that would be a big story. So yeah. And it's I mean, no matter who, no matter after all of that, you got to circle around and play either Caldwell or Bishop Kelly. So um might not matter at the end of the day, but uh it's a tough path no matter what no matter how you cut it. Bring your hard hat and your lunch pail. <laughs> That's all I got to say there. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's look at the uh, 4A District 3 bracket here. Uh, so we've got uh, one versus two in this championship as well. Logan, Bishop Kelly, and Valley View will play at BK Thursday night at 630 um, on the on the uh, backside of the bracket. Again, no cross bracketing. So uh, you've got Caldwell and Columbia, the three and the four playing in a loser out match. Meanwhile, the five and the six Ridgeview and Skyview will play in a loser out match. Caldwell lost to Skyview two to one in their tournament opener because of that. Now they have to play the number three seed Columbia Caldwell could be going two and out here. Yeah. And the four seed to go two and out, that would be tough. I mean, one of the two, right? Columbia or Caldwell will be done uh, right off the bat and uh, are going back this other way. Columbia with the win, they didn't lost to Valley view, but, uh, yeah, it's tough to see when a team is, is so good in the regular season and they get bumped real quick in a state tur- or a district tournament. And how about this opening round matchup between Columbia and Ridgeview last Saturday? Tied at 1-1, goes through the first overtime and the second overtime. Then it goes to penalty kicks, and it took eight of them. <laughs> Columbia won 8-7 to seven on PKs. That's crazy. It's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> That's a that's a lot for Columbia has been on a bit of a roller coaster ride here at districts. Um, we'll see how they do against Caldwell uh, in a loser ride action. But Bishop Kelly and Valley View winner will uh, go to state loser. will play whoever survives from the back half of the bracket should be interesting for sure. When you get into like the fifth, sixth, seventh kick, that whole thing is a gut in your stomach, you know, pit in your stomach. Right. Like the whole th- the whole time because it's one bad kick one fingertip and it's over right and to keep doing that over and over and over um i i said this before i think that hockey and soccer have the golden goal have some of the the toughest overtimes to to sit through like as a fan or a, a dedicated fan right because it it's just like that and it's over yeah like it can be in the blink of an eye just one small thing goes wrong and it's over in football. You can, you know, you can see it coming, right? You go down the field and yeah, they're, they're going to punch this in and the game's going to be over or they're going to kick a field goal and it's over. This is like, boom, boom. Oh, it's over. So yeah, it's tough it's for tough. sure. Yep. Good luck. <clears throat> Good luck to uh, Bishop Kelly and Valley view as they play for the district championship three, a snake river Valley conference, Logan, uh, we've got McCall Donnelly as the district champ. That's not right. <laughs> there we go. Okay. McCall Donnelly on the boy side is going to play Fruitland, uh, one versus three here. Fruitland knocked out Payette, the two seed last night, four to two, McCall Donnelly beat Weezer three to one in the other semi. So you've got 
McCall Donnelly and Fruitland, one versus three. Winner advances to state. Loser will have to play the third place team from District 4, and that will be either uh, Kimberly or Bliss, I believe, in a, in a state tournament play-in match. And you don't want to obviously do the play-in match, <laughs> as we said that before, but they, these two teams, they split the regular season. Fruitland um, won the first matchup 2-1 to one at Fruitland, and then McCall Donnelly won the matchup in McCall. So this is not a given right to McCall Donnelly that, you know, we've been talking about them that, you know, they, they should be that team at state, but it's not given. They lost to Fruitland during the season. Um, any, you know, anything can happen. Right. And then, like you said, if you lose, you have to go play somebody that like, if it's bliss, they're right there by Jerome. It's basically a home game for bliss. <laughs> and, and you got to go down there and win a game. And if you're, let's just say it's McCall Donnelly, that's a heck of a road trip to go on and almost almost four hours to go play that play-in game yeah whether it's kimberly or bliss that you're playing yeah. um yeah that's a home game for them basically there at jerome high school uh for sure so yeah good luck to mccall donnelly and fruitland they will play thursday night in the district championship at five o'clock and on the girls side logan we've been talking about this all season fruitland and homedale here they come barreling down the tracks fruitland beat weezer in the semis last night for nothing this is in the girls bracket now homedale beat mccall donnelly four to one so fruitland and homedale thursday night five o'clock in fruitland same scenario here winner advances to state Loser goes to a state play-in match against the runner-up from the north. That will be either Coeur d'Alene Charter or Bonner's Ferry. It'll be in Lewiston. So if I guess if you're Fruitland or Homedale, you're hoping that Bonner's Ferry <laughs> qualifies for that because then at least the travel is somewhat similar. Sure. And, you know, this is this is it, right? We've seen these two not – no one's won, right, between these two uh, during the season. They They tied each other um back on october 3rd um i guess sorry i guess uh fruitland did beat homedale back in september but um this is the one that matters right this one right here is a trip to state and man i it would be it would be fun to see homedale do it but also fruitland just trying to trying to restake their flag in the ground right after last season and, and you know that's always something to deal with right as well a team that's been there that's done that that this isn't new to them um and they want it they want to do it again they don't want to to lose after they they did it last year um but then homedale trying to get there for the first time yeah really good fun matchup this is going to be on thursday night fruitland and homedale one versus two Hey, Logan, we had postseason volleyball start this week. Most leagues get started this weekend, but that 1AD1 Western Idaho Conference is so big, 11 teams. They got to start the tournament early here, Logan. So this is the one postseason volleyball bracket that we'll look at today. Uh, we had play-in matches Monday night. Uh, for the most part, Chalk, number six, Riverstone, beat number 11, Gem State, three to two. Uh, number seven, Idaho City beats number 10, Notice. And then the one quote-unquote upset was number nine, Vision Charter over number eight, Centennial Baptist, three to two. So we had two of these matches go the full five sets, which means at least at the bottom of the league standings, a lot of parity, a lot of good competitiveness. Yeah, and, and hopefully that translates into the district tournament, right? Into the to the regular round, I'll say. 
you know, that, that some of these are close. Sometimes you get those three Oh sweeps. And um, I think that doesn't necessarily fully prepare you as well for a state tournament, right? Is if you go three, two, you're working through a lot of stuff, learning how to win a tight game. Um, so we'll see how it goes the rest of the tournament, but if the top part has any indication, the bottom part should be, should be a fun next week, right? Yeah, it should be really fun to see how it goes. So now you've got uh, Wednesday night. Uh, tonight is we're recording this, Logan. Uh, the first round of matchups. Number one, Greenleaf Friends against number nine, Vision Charter. Number four, Rimrock against number five, Wilder. Uh, bottom half of the bracket is number two, Liberty Charter against number seven, Idaho City. And then it's number three, Victory Charter against number six, Riverstone. There's so many teams, you have to actually scroll down on the page to see the bottom part of the bracket, Logan. Um, Greenleaf comes in as the favorite here. We, we talked about them last week, 13-1 and in the regular season, 10-0 and in the league. Victory Charter and Liberty Charter both went 8-2 and in league play this year. Um, but Liberty Charter won the head-to-head matchup over Victory Charter three to one. That's why the Patriots are the two seed and the Vipers are the three seed. Um, so where did Liberty Charter stub their toe? Uh, against Idaho City, they lost three to one at home against Idaho City in the regular season. So if you're looking for a little upset special, maybe the seven over the two. And you know they just won three zero right over notice, so they're hot right now and they're. Looking good, and that could be a dangerous game. That would be a big upset right there, right off the bat on the first day of the tournament. The uh, top two teams automatically get to go to state. Third place will have a chance to uh, play their way into state as well via a state tournament play-in match against the champion from District 1 up north. And that is, that's going to be Wallace. I mean, I can just tell you right now, it's going to be Wallace. Um and Wallace is good, so the, you no know, guarantees there. You got to go up to Grangeville to play that, so you definitely want to try and get one of those two auto bids if you can. But yeah, little district volleyball action, and the next week, Logan, will have lots of volleyball brackets <laughs> to go oh, over yeah. uh, here on the prep cast for sure. All right, let's duck out of here by talking um, some quick football highlights uh, from the, the, the week that was. I mean, the big stories were... Meridian beats Rocky Mountain 28-24 to wrap up the uh, 5A SIC uh, Foothills division. Um, Rocky had taken a 24-21 lead with 2.52 to play. Colin Chapman threw a 46-yard touchdown pass to Tayshawn Reese on 4th and 10. So not only do you get the first down, you get the touchdown. Meridian, though, they've done this how many times over the last three years, Logan? Yep. They're down late. They march down the field. Zeke Martinez throws a 16-yard touchdown pass to Griffin Deer with 37 seconds to play. Meridian gets out of their 28-24 winners. Yeah, huge win. Um, that gives them – I mean, it's a big game, right? That automatically puts you in at the state tournament. That's it. And we've talked about this. It is – there are a lot of good teams in the 5A SIC this year on both sides in the rivers and the foothills. And I don't, I, I just don't know if it is a 100% given either way, you know, Rocky now is going to be the two. Uh, obviously they're going to play the the lowest remaining seat on the other side. So it, you should win that game, but it has been weird this year and in, in how like CUNA really early on Thursday, they played Hawaii, and I they probably should have won that game. I don't know if you were watching that, Brandon, but yeah. we had the broadcast, and Hawaii had to, we won it on fourth down. Um, <clears throat> and that, you know there was a 
it's on that drive, there was a call that I was a little questionable um, that kept the drive alive. And but you know what? You do what you got in front of you, and they won the game. I just Cuna is that's not a team that any, I think is just a pushover for anybody. So if you're Meridian, you say I got my ticket to state. I'm good. You know, no matter what happens. Obviously, you want to win that. You want to win the district championship against Eagle when it comes. But your ticket is punched, and I think that's the most important thing. And you have a home game. Um, you get a bye in the state tournament, and you get a home game. I mean, it's huge to win that game over Rocky Mountain, huge in terms of what your playoff scenario looks like. Yeah, your top three in the Foothills division still are Meridian 1, Rocky 2, Middleton 3, and we think that's probably how it will finish uh, in the River division. Logan, you mentioned it, why he had barely beat Cuna last Thursday, 16-14. to 14. Matt Irwin throws 25-yard touchdown pass to Ryan Brecky with just 17 seconds to play to get the 16-14 to 14 win. Uh, Boise beats Bora in overtime, 29-28, and Boise was down late in this game, yeah. Logan. They, they're uh, another one. I saw some people, uh, you know, there was penalties there that uh, kept on fourth down that kept Boise alive in the fourth quarter and they get it, they get it done. I'm, you know, kind of, kind of crazy how they did it. They got it done and what, they're probably going to finish second. Now, is that what it's looking like? You're the bracketologist yes. over there. Yes. Uh, Boise, I think is pretty much locked up second place. Um, they went, they went 20 on 28 in overtime. Basically, um, Bora scored, uh, so Boise scored first in overtime and they scored on their first play. Trevor Schoolfield threw a 10 yard touchdown to Jordan McDonald. Bora had the ball. Javon Nelson scores on a 10 yard run and JQ Kenyon, the Bora coach decides to go for two and the mm -hmm. win doesn't get it. And so, uh, if Bora had won, that would have thrown even with a loss. Boise still has the head to head over Mountain View, which is their closest team in the standings. And so, um, I, th I think Boise still would have been okay there. Uh, and, and I guess just overall Eagle did beat Mountain View 28, 14. So Eagle is your river division champ. It'll be Eagle and Meridian in a rematch, uh, for the SIC championship game in two weeks, they played all the way back in the first week of the season. Logan, uh, Eagle yeah. won that game 36, 33. It was very close. And I guess I just have to get over it personally, where I've kind of been poo pooing all these teams this year. Well, Boy, Boise just keeps barely winning by the skin of their teeth, and Hawaii just keeps winning by the skin of their teeth. But they are winning. Yeah. They're winning all these close games, and I think I have to adjust my thinking and go, okay, they keep winning, and yeah, it's not always pretty. They're always nail biters, but yeah. at some point, you got to say, okay, job well done. And and you know, it's it's easy to look at that, right? Like you see it in the NFL all the time. You'll see a team make the playoffs at one six of their games by one score. And all of a sudden they're, you know, they're 11 and five or whatever, 11 and six. I don't know how the NFL has 17 games now. It confuses me. But then the next year they don't win those and they're a losing team. So it's easy to see that, right? And say, well, if this had one play had gone differently, but like, but if you win by one point and uh, every game, if you, if you're, um, you know, you, you play eight regular season games, four playoff games, if your point differential for the season is plus 11, you can be the state champ, right? <laughs> you just need to win every game by one point. And I just think the 5A SIC is really good. And I, I really do. I mean, Meridian, Eagle, or, or, you know, Rocky Mountain beat Coeur d'Alene earlier. Meridian went and beat Highland. Um, Thunder Ridge came, played Middleton. I, I just think that the crossover games, not that that is the same, right? Um, but the crossover games have all gone the way of the Treasure Valley teams. 
and and the games within, you know, I, yes, Eagle beat Boise pretty handily in that game two weeks ago. Um, but even if you, you look in the, in the one right with Meridian only beat Middleton by by two points, two or three. Um, Middleton's just a couple of points away from being that top seed, right? I just it, 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 there's a lot of parity, and I I'm curious to see when we get to state. Um, if maybe there's a little separation, that's personally what I think is going to happen. I think the SIC schools are going to, are going to show like, they're going to show a little bit of separation when it comes to it um, in the, in the playoffs. So I'm excited to see that. Interesting. See, I think the opposite, I think the five, a postseason is going to be the most wide open because everybody is so closely balanced together. Rocky did beat Coeur d'Alene. It was only 16, nothing Coeur d'Alene right. turned the ball over four times. They've got a new quarterback. Now they took their quarterback and who everybody told, you know, said was a, you know, big time player. Yeah. They, they benched him and they went with Caden Simmons, sophomore, um, son of wow, Corey, sophomore. son of Corey Simmons, the basketball coach up at North Idaho college. Um, and, and he's, he's really lit a spark under these guys. So I'd be interested to see a rematch there. Meridian did go to Highland and win very close game, right? One score game there. Highland just beat Rigby, uh, basically in the final two minutes of the game. So I feel yeah. like all these five, a powers are really closely bunched together. Yeah. I, I guess I was talking more like at the, but I think the like those initial games, I think the SIC wins them. But yeah, when you, when you get into that middle ground, yeah. it's going to be, uh, yeah, it's going to be a dog fight because I think there is a lot of good teams. I, I just think anybody in this group. And I said it a couple of times, it could be Boise. It could be Mountain View. It could be Middleton. It could be Rocky. I, I, I would not be surprised if any of them are in the state championship. I, I think Eagle probably expects to be there and they're the one team that i would look at and say if they're not you know if they don't win a couple of games that was a disappointment but i think everybody else just it it is it it's all over the place at least in the conference that's how i'm i'm looking at it and i'm excited to see that tournament for sure so many places around the state are just you know who is going to be in the state championship 1ad2 is one of them right yeah, we pretty much know who's going to win that championship. And, you know, you can almost fill in your bracket now and figure it out. Uh, but 5A, I could it could be anybody. It could be anybody. I don't know who's going to win the 1AD2 championship. I think I know who's going to play for it. And I think the two teams that get there are going to be pretty evenly matched. So we'll see. I think Kendrick and Camas County. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. It's going to be those you know, two. I, yeah. I think I think Camas County could beat Kendrick. I I don't think I'm stepping out on. Well, that would be fun. I, am, I would love to see it. I Dietrich, would love to see that happen. Dietrich almost did it last year. So it's true. I, I just, yeah, that's true. When you get into a championship game, you just never know what can happen. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, back to the Treasure Valley, Logan. Yeah, sorry. No, 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 you're good. You're good. Four A. I've got questions. I've got I've got big time questions about Bishop Kelly, and this is. So you're you're our Treasure Valley expert, right? And I'm I'm kind of bringing the perspective of the rest of the state. And for the last several years, there have been questions surrounding Bishop Kelly. We know that they are an impressive team. We know that they put up impressive win loss records. But the question always comes up to in the postseason: Who did they really play? What was really their level of competition? I'm not sure the 4ASIC is a good conference. 
And so Bishop Kelly runs through everybody like a hot knife through butter. And then we've seen the past couple of years, they did get to the championship game last year where they fell flat against Skyline, but we've seen them lose to Century in the quarterfinals. We've seen them lose to Pocatello in, in, the, in the semis. So my question is, is BK good? I mean, they just beat Emmett 42 to 35. They had, they had a really rally and win this game i've got questions yeah i I mean uh, so emmett that's their like they they are coming for bk that's who they want to beat bk i mean if emmett plays their best game of the year it's always going to be against bishop kelly um and emmett is pretty clearly the second best team in the conference but like like you said it's um i mean they went on the road and and i know emmett's had some trouble with injuries things like that uh but you know they barely beat Blackfoot the beginning of the year and we Blackfoot hasn't won a game. Uh they squeaked one out against Fruitland, who's a you know middle of the pack 3A team. Again, they had injuries. They had to play their wide receiver essentially as a and I call him a substitute quarterback. He's not even a quarter, he's not a backup quarterback. He's he's substituting in there. That's not his <laughs> he goes in there and he can do a lot, but you know, it, it just that one surprised me. I thought Bishop Kelly would win that by a couple of touchdowns. And I think Emmett even had some leads throughout. It was really back and forth that game was. And so, yeah, that one caught my eye. I mean, we saw what Bishop Kelly did a couple weeks ago against Burley, right, where they absolutely ran through them. Um, But a lot of teams have done that this year, right? A lot of people have just uh, kind of scored a lot of points on Burley. And so really outside, I mean, yeah, they beat beat Capital. Is that who they played this year? They beat Capital by a, a lot, but... Again, you know, is, is that capital will probably be a uh, would compete just fine in the four ASIC? That's not a knock on him; it's just the truth. Um, so I, you're right, Brandon. I don't know how this is going to shake up when we get to the state tournament because a lot of people have them ranked. I mean, number one in the state right now um, with Hillcrest right there. Them and Hillcrest one and two. Um, I don't know. I guess we'll find we'll find it's, out. Maybe we'll, in the, we'll find out. We'll find out in the in the playoffs, right? I, I think the four A. You know, there's 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 the, it's very top heavy, right? You have some really good teams at the top. You've got uh, mostly from you know the Treasure Valley, or not Treasure Valley, excuse me, the Magic Valley, and then Eastern Idaho. Um, Standpoint or is not as dominant as they have been in the past, but you've got Twin Falls is really good. Canyon Ridge is five and one. Um, or six and one, whatever they're at. Minico hasn't lost to an Idaho team. Skyline's always good. Shelley's looking really good this year. Pocatello looks really good. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how they compare to those teams. I, yeah. We probably won't find out the first week of the playoffs, but we might the second or third. Yeah, we'll see. It's going to be very yeah. interesting, and I, I have questions, and they, and they won't get answered until we're in the playoffs, unfortunately. Um, wanted to give a quick shout-out to Valley View and Caldwell. They played their rivalry game at Simplot Stadium, yeah. College of Idaho, which is cool. Uh, Valley View won 70-25, to 25, Logan. They rushed for 604 yards as a team in the win, so congrats to Valley View there but it's kind of cool that they're bringing that game back to simplot stadium i thought that was pretty cool yeah so. yeah it's a it's a great stadium it's a great um, place to play a football game um so that, that's a that's a fun event for them 
Yep. 3A, the big game, Logan. You were at it. Homedale and Weezer. Homedale builds up a 14-0 lead. Dylan Fine throws a 52-yard touchdown pass to Luke Henry, and then Andrew Marston scores on a four-yard run. And then Homedale doesn't score again until almost the end of the game. Weezer uh, battles back down 14-0 um, in the uh, second half. Colin Cook uh, intercepts Dylan Fine and takes it back. 20 yards for a pick six. That's one quarterback picking off another. Yep. Caleb Grove scores on a one-yard run to tie the game up at 14 early in the fourth. And there's five minutes to go. Homedale has the ball at their own three. And they march down the field actually in pretty quick order here, right? And then yeah. Dylan Fine finds uh, Rafael. Qu How do you say his last name? Uh, that <laughs> Quinza? Yeah, I, yeah, I, we, yeah. We have to ask Paul. Okay. Anyways. I, I, well, we, we both were like... We weren't 100% sure on it, but yes. Well, somebody from so. Homedale can let me know if it's yeah. uh, Cuenca or Quinza. Uh, but 130 to play. Homedale gets the game-winning touchdown, and the Weezer gets the ball back. And after Cook had picked off Fine, Fine picks off Cook. Yep. <laughs> yeah, picked him off to, to seal the game. And it's a very interesting game. So it's weird for me. I was... So I was at Garden Valley. I had a, a 3 o'clock, 3.30 game there. And their fourth quarter, we could probably talk about it for a minute or two, took like 8,000 hours. Yeah. Um, and so I, as soon as that was over, I rushed over to help out with that game. And so I was watching it, uh, you know, while I was listening to it as I was driving. Just had, um, you know, just had it on listening to what was going on. And Homedale came out strong and was really in control. But that second half, I mean, Weezer... They, it, it seemed like they had all the momentum. Their defense showed up. And Paul said this on the broadcast. It's almost like Weezer spotted them 14 points um, kind of quick right there off the bat because they played really good defense throughout. And I, and I don't know if Homedale – it was just – I mean, Weezer only scored one offensive touchdown at the end of the day. Um, I thought they had the momentum in the second half, but at the end they only had the one offensive score. One of them was a pick six that they got, and and they really struggled outside of the one drive to move the ball. Um, Weezer is is run they 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 want they want to run, um, and Homedale is very good against the run, and it, it was tough. It was tough for them to stretch it. It was tough to go up the middle. Um, they got it going enough to to get the one drive and, and score, and they they did it right. They got the pick six. They stop Homedale. They get the ball back, and so you know the juices are flowing. They get there. And then Homedale is almost like, guys, what are you doing? Okay, okay, fine. We'll, we're done with this. Let's go out and score it in this game. Um, but we talked about this on the broadcast. Essentially, this game is probably for home field advantage throughout the playoffs, right? That that game is going to determine who who's at home. Um, that game determines who gets to host the other more than likely in the state semifinals because that it happened last year. Um, more than likely, Weezer will finish third in the max preps rankings. It's just it is what it is. They'll probably both win out, and then they'll be on the same side of the bracket, and one of them will go to the state championship, and one will be out. Just again, I know that's I'm taking a way deep look into the future, but um, <laughs> that from historically, that's what's happened, and so it's yeah. a big win for Homedale to get that and secure what could be in the future a home rematch in the playoffs. But it was an awesome environment. It was it was packed. Um, there was people all around the field. The up opposite bleachers were full. It was a great environment on Friday night in Homedale. Yeah, a really fun game, and like you said, probably a rematch coming here. 
at some point. Um, so we'll keep an eye on that. Yeah. Let's go to let's go to two A football. Logan Napa Christians three and zero in the Western Idaho Conference. Melba is two and zero. They play in the regular season finale. That game will more than likely decide the WIC title, which means uh, basically a top five seed. Loser of that game is still comfortably into the playoffs. So you can mark it down. Melba Napa Christian both securely into the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, Napa Christian has a bye this week. Melba's playing New Plymouth. I wanted to talk about Marcy because yeah. uh, what, what Shea McClellan has done in two short years with this Marcy football program is incredible. They were leading Melba in the fourth quarter last week, Logan, 16 to 14. Melba had to rally late. Ryland Frank scores the game-winning touchdown and two-point conversion um, to get the win 22 to 16. But this is a Marcine team that is four and three overall. They're one and two in the conference. They've lost to both Napa Christian and Melba. They've got a real shot at finishing in third place here. And they are right on the cut line to get into the playoffs. Um, they would be the first team out right now in the bracketology. They trail Ryrie for the last playoff spot by basically one point in the max preps rankings i really hope i mean it would be cool to see both make it right ryrie and marcing because those are two programs that have been down on their luck for a really long time right. um but man it would be something to see marcing make the playoffs i really hope they get in yeah and you know they they only have one game left on the schedule cole valley christian this week and so that's a big game for them if they can get it done they're just gonna have to sit and wait and and hope Ryrie loses. <laughs> but like you said, it, it's it, either one of them would be good to see. But uh, you know, from our point of view here in the Treasure Valley, uh, we 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 cross our fingers for for Marsing to get that done. But Ryrie, you know, Ryrie finishes. They've got a game with West Jefferson um, and then North Fremont. So probably a loss in there to North Fremont potentially. Um, so we'll just, I mean, it could, like you said, could come down to those two right there on the line. And it could come down to if they're able to take care of business here against Cole Valley Christian. Yeah, and the, and it's all the things you would expect from a Shea McClellan team. Hard-nosed defense, tough running game. Zion Fleary is one of the best running backs that nobody's talking about. Uh, every week he's putting up over 100 yards and scoring a couple touchdowns. Um, and so they've got this really good thing going in Marcin. Um, a good chance to finish with a winning record, too. Or or even if they, if they were to lose the finale, they'd be 500, which is incredible. Yeah. Well, here's the thing, Brandon. They they beat two 3A schools, right? Payette and Parma. And I know those are not the best teams in, in the state, but those are 3A schools that they beat, right, on their schedule. They Their three losses are to Wendell, who is playing very well this year by less than a score, um, or by eight, so one score. They lost to Nampa Christian, who is, we just talked about them being undefeated, you know, in conference. Um, and then... You know, and then they lost to to Melba, where a game that they were leading in the fourth quarter. So they're really not that they're just not that far off. I feel like like I think maybe I'm surprised to see them that low in the max preps rankings. Um, personally, um, I would be disappointed if they finished the season here. Right. So so if Marsing wins this week, they'll be five and three. Um, and, le and let's just say Ryrie finishes at three and four. I, I would be disappointed to see a team with a losing record get in over Marsing. Happened in New Plymouth two years ago. Yeah. <laughs> so they had a better overall record and, uh -huh. and 
got squeezed out by Soda Springs, I think, that went like two and yeah, six. Yep. Yeah, I, and that's where we've talked about this ad nauseum, right? Where we need, I think, some sort of human element that can look at this and say, yeah, you didn't have a winning record. I'm so I'm sorry. You, you, your conference is tougher, but um, Boston College isn't making the NCAA tournament because they play in the ACC with a, with an eight and twenty <laughs> record. You know, it just that, right. that doesn't happen. So, yeah. Uh, two quick notes on Marcin, and then we'll move on. Uh, Marcin, in the last four years combined, Logan had four wins, so they can match in one year what they've done in the last four years. The last time Marcin had a winning season. 2013 they went five and three here we are 10 years later man that's a long time that's a long time to go without having a winning record tough for the community tough for the kids and and again we've said this before that it's hard when you know on fridays people like like uh, i live in middleton right middleton is generally good and when i go cover a game my son wants to go and there's tons of kids there and they all like oh i want to play for middleton one day because because they built a culture around they're, they're not, they, they, I don't think they've ever, they won a state championship. I don't know, but they've always been, you know, perennial playoff team every year. And so people know that they, they come to expect to win the kids. Right. And then that's where that grows. Right. They want to, they want to play. They want to, I want to be, I want to play football at 11, 12, 13 years old. I want to practice so that I can play there. And you know, that doesn't happen when, when teams are losing, it's, it's not, you don't get as much of that. Right. You don't get as much of like, that pride or sense of, I want to do that if your team's always getting beat, you know? And, and so hopefully this helps the younger generation at Marsing too. And like you said, Shay McClellan, uh, if any, you know, you, you would expect this, right. When you get a nice name like that coming in to coach your team, a former NFL Super Bowl champion coming in and, you know, it was only a matter of time, right. That he was going to eventually get that thing turned around down there and, and kudos to them. Great job for Marsing. It's been a great uh, year, the last little bit for Marsing, right? Their baseball team almost won the state championship, and now the football team is on the verge of state tournament as well. Yeah, it's awesome to see. So great job, Coach McClellan and Marsing. Nobody is talking about that. No. Uh, in, in other media. And so I just wanted to give some time and shed some light. And, and Zion Fleary, seriously, best player nobody's talking about uh, in the Treasure Valley. Um, okay, let's talk about... Eight-man football. There's nothing to talk about a 1AD1. Notice is going to win that league. Uh, you've got Rimrock taking on Idaho City in the regular season finale in two weeks. That will determine the second auto bid. Kind of a cool note, though, and and shout-out to Will Henneke, our Idaho eight-man expert here at IdahoSports.com. Ronaldo Gomez, the um, the quarterback, defensive back, kicker, punter, kick returner, he does everything for Rimrock. Um, with a couple of strong games to close out the year, Logan, there's a good chance he could finish with a thousand yards passing and a thousand yards rushing. Man, that's awesome. And and I know if, if you don't follow football too closely at the high school level, that's a big feat. Um, they only they don't play as many games as they do in the NFL and college, so you don't have as much time to put up those three thousand yards passing. A thousand on the ground in eight games uh, is phenomenal, and then to do it through the air as well, um, huge accomplishment if he can get that done. And he's a great kicker too. He made like a 35 yard field goal last year for Rimrock. Yeah. So Ronaldo Gomez, he's only a junior too. So we'll get to see him for one more year as well for the Rimrock Raiders. Uh, one AD two Logan, uh, you've got this collision course, right? It's garden Valley and council. They're both three and zero in the conference. Uh, they are playing this Friday on Idahosports.com in a game that will 
more than likely determine the long pin title. Yeah. And last week, uh, it's funny. If you look at this bracket, um, you never want to lose a game, right? But, uh, if you lose, you're on the not Kendrick side of the bracket. <laughs> just, just an interesting tidbit, but, uh, garden Valley's offense is fun to watch Brandon. Um, I was there last week and they, they can score and they also kick extra points and field goals. Um, they, they're ex, their kicker. Um, they call him Timo. Um, I'm not sure if that's his first name or his last name, but on the roster coach, um, years was like, this is Timo. And uh, in the press box, they're like, yeah, it's Timo. He's a foreign exchange student from Germany that is in garden Valley. And he never had played football before. And he is the kicker for garden Valley. And, uh, I almost didn't catch it, but he, came out and booted an extra point on their first field goal. And he kicked, unless they needed to go for two, they kicked an extra point. Garden Valley did. Um, and he was knocking them through. And one of the extra points, it would have been good from 35 or 40 yards. I'd like to see him line up for a field goal. So something to keep in mind, if it's Garden Valley and they need a field goal, they might take the opportunity to kick it uh, with, with Timo, their foreign exchange student from Germany. So that was cool to watch. But yeah, like you said, they get the job done against Horseshoe Bend. Um, Garden Valley might finish with one of the toughest schedules in Division Two. Right now, they've got Council, and then they got to play Tri Valley, and that's going to determine kind of where they sit in things. And this is a de facto conference championship game on Friday afternoon. Yep. So, so uh, Will Henneke, uh does the weekly Idaho Eight Man Three Stars uh, column for us every weekend. Early on in the season, he had a little tidbit about Timo in there. So his name is Timo Benzinger. And he's Benzinger. from Germany, like you Got said. Um, he only started kicking after Garden Valley's regular kicker, Peyton Williamson, suffered a season-ending injury. And so really week three against Castleford is when Timo really started kicking. And so um, and and he's he's new to football and new to all yeah. of this. So they're they're playing Castleford and they score a touchdown. And Jason Yearsley, the Garden Valley coach, is yelling, Timo, Timo. Because Timo doesn't know, oh, I'm supposed to go in and kick now. The crowd, <laughs> the crowd picked up on it and started chanting Timo, 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 and they they did it every time he went out to kick. He's become a folklore hero. Over oh there yeah, in Valley. Yeah, no, it was awesome. He got out there and booted that thing, and in the box, he couldn't have said nicer things about him. Yeah. Um, just great. I mean, Garden Valley has a lot of interesting storylines. Well, Trevor Corn Friday was his birthday. And he rushed for six touchdowns in that game. Huge performance in that one for him. And somewhat, he's a big guy. He, he is a Mike Allstott fullback. He is a, he's not a running back. He's a, a fullback. And, uh, you know, when they line up in the eye, he's the second guy. He's not the third in line. He right, lines up right in the middle. And he was just playing <laughs> was multiple times. He had guys on his back, and he would just, you know, roll right through them. So it was kind of funny to see. Uh, on that aspect but uh and then also a story zade thompson right for garden valley he had an accident earlier this year where he, he coach yearsley said did, he don't think he lost a finger but he lost some pe the the lawnmower definitely won the battle uh, between zade thompson and the lawnmower um and he lost parts of his fingers in the line i don't know the full story that's what i was told um and so he ran cross country for the beginning of the year because he could not he he couldn't go out and play football yet and all he did was break school records running cross country this year so zay Tom, he's been running cross country and then he finally got back into playing football 
And in this game, he had a huge play. Horseshoe bend towards the end of the first half. It, it was a decently close game. Um, had a huge play down the sideline. Was going to go, and, and Zade caught up to him and tackled the, the wide receiver around the three or four-yard line. Horseshoe Bend ends up fumbling two plays later, and Garden Valley takes over, no score to close the gap. So a huge play for him coming back from his uh, his fingers being cut off by a lawnmower. So um, not all his fingers, again. I just I was told bits and pieces. So <laughs> either way, it's not a fun experience, I'm sure. Uh, but I, I just thought that was a great story, right? He he has that injury, so he says, what can I do? Oh, I can run cross-country. I guess I don't need my fingers for that. And then he goes, and he, he just sets a, uh, a school record in the process. So congrats to him and getting back on the football field there for Garden Valley. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, you mentioned Trevor Corn, the birthday boy, 156 yards, six touchdowns on offense. He also led the defense with 18 tackles and a sack. Uh, Tacoma Kelly, of course, a quarterback, dual threat, doing his thing. And then on the other side, you've got Council, Logan. <clears throat> and Council beat Cascade 42-0 last week. Garden Valley beat Horseshoe Bend 57-42. Uh, most of Horseshoe Bend's points came in that fourth quarter. It was 57 to uh, or 33 to 14 in the fourth quarter. And um, like you said, just kept scoring. Yes, forever. Um, but uh, Council uh, likes to ground and pound too. They've got a fullback Mason Roberts and a running back Dalton Bingham that can just no matter who's running the rock, it's like a, a wrecking ball coming through. And then what they do is they hit you over the top with these deep play-action passes. And they've got a sophomore quarterback, Owen Hatfield, and he's become quite proficient at throwing the deep ball, whether it's Garrison Zelinski or Decker McLinn, or sometimes it's even one of the backs, Roberts or Bingham, that's coming out of the backfield and going downfield. Council is a very – you'll look at their overall record and go, hey, whatever, and – my media colleagues that vote in the polls with me um, sometimes don't look at the bigger picture. Uh, they just look at the records. Um, Clearly, because they keep putting Melba behind North Fremont. But <laughs> yes. anyway. Um, but I've had counsel um, in my top five all year because they've they've challenged themselves. They've played a tough schedule. And yeah, they've taken it on the chin against some good teams. But uh, don't sleep on counsel. They're a very good team. So it's going to be a really fun game Friday well, night. Well, was like, who did they? They lost to Kendrick, right? To start the year. Uh, yes. So they're four and three overall, but, but they lost to Butte County, one of the top five, one AD one teams in Kamei, another top five, one AD one team and Kendrick, the number one team in the state who hasn't lost in like 3000 years. So that is probably one of the most brutal. You're right. I think you look at the, the, the record at face value and, and say, ah, but no, a uh, much different level of competition there. And that's why you tune into the Treasure Valley Prep Cast right. because we we know we know the inside info. Uh the other big game is is uh, Tri Valley and Horseshoe Bend Logan basically the winner of this game is probably going to get that third and final that's playoff fun. spot from the conference. Tri Valley had a bit of a wild game against Lewis County. They win 62 to 56. Um Tri Valley's got the ball inside the 5. The clock is running. They are calling timeout. They don't have a timeout. The official hesitates for a moment to spot the ball. Tri-Valley snaps it as time expires, and sophomore quarterback Chase Wagoner scores on a three-yard touchdown run to walk it off, 62-56. Man, yeah, just barely getting the snap off. And 
I, do, do you get a penalty like in basketball? How you get a technical foul if you call a timeout? Do you get a, a flag or do they just ignore you? Yeah. Um, clearly in this situation, they just ignored it. But man, huge win for Tri-Valley because um, if you get that, you get that done, you beat a team ahead of you or not ahead of you, but, you know, outside of your conference. And that, that a lot, I think a lot of people are, are high on Lewis County this year. Uh, so a big non-conference win for them. So, um, yeah, like, like you said, maybe that uh, this, I mean, not maybe, it pretty much will decide more than likely who finishes in third. And there's a lot of toys in the toy box for each of these teams. Carson Drake and Kalen Jones, the great running back for Horseshoe Bend and for Tri-Valley. They've got Clayton, oh, yeah. they've got Clayton Harper at 6'2", a wide receiver, the reigning 100-meter dash champion in 1A track and field. They've got Gage Warren, who is a, a dynamic athlete. Wagoner, the trigger man, is only a sophomore. Uh, scoreboard operator, get ready. There's going to be a lot of points <sighs> in that game. That's going to be a lot of fun for sure. So it'll be interesting to see. Uh, as we progress here, Logan, we've gone super long again here on the prep cast, but we had postseason volleyball, soccer, golf to talk about. Plus just a lot of big football stuff that we yeah. can't, we're at the point of the year where it's hard to gloss over things because it's all so yes. important. Yeah. It's not the beginning where it's, well, we'll see how it goes next week. But now it's like big stuff is going on and big decisions are being made on the field. Yeah. So, uh, Big big game Saturday night, college football, Montana and Idaho. Our our bet, the loser has to buy a plushy uh mascot of the uh the opposing <laughs> team. I like this bet. We'll see uh who won the bet on next week's edition of the Treasure Valley Prepcast, Logan. Uh have fun yeah. in Garden Valley Friday. Yeah, it should be fun. If you've never been Garden Valley has gotta be a top five place to do a game. Absolutely gorgeous. Like the mountains all around you. There's a huge mountain right behind the field. It's a, it is a great site there and it's supposed to be another uh, just perfect blue sky day up there on Friday. So it should be a fun day for football uh, for the de facto uh, district three championship game on Friday afternoon. Going to be a lot of fun. So um, for Logan green, I'm Brandon Bainey and we will see you next time on the treasure Valley prep cast on IdahoSports.com.